0: Hello everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Millennial's Guide to Saving the World. I'm gonna have a bunch of episodes in this 7-day window, which if you've been listening for a while, you know is kind of rare. I do wonder though, you know, how many of you want more content versus feel like there is too much to even um catch up with to begin with. You know, I feel like there are some people on like the Dro Rogan side of things who release three hour podcasts three times a week. And then there's me who like tries <laughs> my very hardest to put out an episode once a week, but oftentimes it becomes one and a half weeks or two weeks. Now, I'm curious what you guys think. Um, I feel like I do so much thinking in my own head about what you guys are thinking. I'm just projecting all of my insecurities onto all of you, honestly. Um, But I would like to hear what you guys think as far as the content released. Is it too much? Is it not enough? Do you want more? Do you want less? (laughs) Um, I, I do feel some shifts going on in the podcast, and I'm not sure what that is or will be. I suspect that whatever happens will likely occur more in the Patreon space, but... It was interesting. I actually tried to record this episode once before. I recorded it a few days ago, and pretty quickly after I recorded it, I realized I didn't want to release it, um, which is always an interesting feeling because I have to kind of go through the channels of like, was do I just have a vulnerability hangover? Was what I said fine, um, and I'm just nervous about it, which certainly happens? Or did I not do that the way that I wanted to do that? Um And in this case, I was pretty sure it was the latter. <laughs> and I had a friend listen to it to confirm, which they did. So I scrapped it. Um But it was interesting because in recording this sort of very unnecessarily long winded explanation of who I was and why I had this podcast. It sort of made me question who I am and why I have this podcast, um, which was interesting and I think it was you know I actually considered not releasing this episode at all, like maybe I was making too big of a deal of it, of the whole thing, maybe it wasn't necessary i'll get into that a bit more, but Um, I think it was a good exercise regardless of whether or not I ever released some sort of reintroduction episode. Um, it was an important exercise for me to go through, I think, just to reflect on how this begun, um, how far I've come with it, how far you guys have come along with me for it and where it is now and what I want it to be in the future. And I don't know, I sort of was left with a lot of questions and, um, There was something about recording this episode and not feeling great about it that made me feel like, why do I even do this project? (laughs) Um, And, you know, I feel like where I landed with all of it was so much, you know, less profound maybe than what I initially hoped to impart on this episode. You know, I, I sort of was left with this feeling of like, I do this podcast because it feels like something I want to do. And it's like that simple. Um, Yes, of course, I want to see widespread changes in the world, but I decided to create this. One, because I wanted to, but also secondly, because I wanted to create something I wanted to create. I had spent so long doing so many things because it's what I thought I was supposed to do. Which isn't to say I didn't carve out spaces in my career to do what I want. I think I was really lucky in that sense and was able to do it. But most of the time, even, you know, when I was taking photographs of food, it was like that was enjoyable. But the way that I did it, the attitude I had, the perfectionism I brought to it made it feel less than calming, (laughs) less than aligned. And as I've said before, I, I started this podcast sort of as a challenge to myself to do something differently. A challenge to myself not to overwork, not to burn out, not to do anything simply to build this or have it reach more people. You know, I basically worked in marketing for 10 years and I just, I know how to do that really well. Like I could totally build myself and that's really why I stick, stuck with the marketing because I thought, well, if I learn how to market this juice, I can market myself and whatever I want to do in the world just as well. And it's bizarre because I feel like by the time it got to that point and I was doing that, I was so sick of it and just so disgusted with the whole thing. Um, and so I I really, I know it maybe sounds untrue, but I didn't have any expectation for this. I felt like I had spent so many years not speaking up for myself, not expressing my truth, and not living truthfully. You know, I, I sort of describe the version of bravery or courage maybe that I've experienced more as like evolve or die. <laughs> Like it, I had gone so, so far in the opposite direction that it didn't feel like bravery. It felt like I was being pushed off the cliff and that cliff was my real life, my authentic life and anything that made, you know, any content that, that created that. So how I spent my time personally, what I did for a living, et cetera, it wasn't like I was trying to live in an aligned, authentic way as a strategy or as a marketing principle. It felt like if I, it felt like if I didn't do that, that I would cease to exist. It's funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day about Eros. I haven't finished it, but sort of the all encompassing nature of Eros. We can think of Eros as desire or pleasure or passion. It's so much is encapsulated with Eros. And when that's absent from your life, it's like death, you know, what is the opposite of creation and birth? And I feel like I was so lacking in all things Eros that I was dying. And the only way to get that back was to shamelessly chase my desires. And my desires were not things wrapped in little neat boxes of like how I would live my life or have a career or a relationship or a community. I really didn't know what any of those things were going to look like. I was just chasing things that felt good. And a lot of the time that was so vague, it was just energetic, you know, oh, you should read that book or go to that webinar or host that astrology meetup in your house or do that, do this. And I don't. I never knew what I'd find there necessarily. I had these sort of broad ideas, maybe, of what I wanted, and and just trusted eros, desire, pleasure, passion, life to guide me there. And of course, the podcast was and still is a big part of that. Um, but as it's grown, it's become more complicated in a way because. When something when these things were far smaller, more private, it didn't seem to matter as much. it was It was a lot easier to sort of just follow my intuition and my passion and my creativity and not really worry so much about like what people would think or how other people would hear it. and in fact, I felt um, a fire to keep the project as personal and as real and as vulnerable as possible, because I I wanted to build it in that way. And I wanted to have an audience that saw that and respected it. And then of course, as more people show up, <laughs> as the stakes get higher, maintaining that alignment becomes more challenging. And I think especially for those of us, most of us who have some degree of <laughs> abandonment issue, you know, I, It was interesting to think, I didn't even listen to the whole thing, but listening back to part of it, or at least thinking about the way that I recorded this episode to begin with was so like, if I tell you, if I can just tell these people every single detail about who I am and why I have this project, they won't reject me. And yeah, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I would like to create a space for disagreement instead of try to prevent the disagreement from happening in the first place. I think in sort of um, reintroducing myself to my own project and even just listening to the introduction that plays before each episode, you know, this is nothing new for me. I think this has existed for me for a long time. It, It did probably take, though, until my late 20s for me to totally understand it and be able to verbalize it and uh have the context in which to even just understand what I was doing. But I think I've been forever obsessed with the pursuit of truth. Not truth, but the pursuit of it. Because I feel like I'm I don't really believe that there is such thing as a truth. And the reason I don't believe that is because I don't know how we escape ourselves in trying to find an objective truth. I think what I'm so into is to explore where things that are innate for us, things that are innate for our species, meet our personality and our projections and our experience and our framework. And... I'm not in either camp, right? I'm I'm not in the camp of truth only exists without that lens, the personal lens, the subjective lens. But I'm also not in the camp of whatever you feel <laughs> is true, you know? Um, I I, like most things, <laughs> love the nuanced area of where those two things meet. And I think this podcast, I think my life in large part, and this podcast, as an extension of that, is just the asking of that question. And so it doesn't make sense for me to come on here in anticipation of some difficult, scary, vulnerable, politically incorrect conversations to try and prove to you why that conversation is right. Right or even worth having, and instead just provide those conversations, provide this podcast as kind of a petri dish through which to explore this question of what is true, what is true for all of us, what is true for me. Just to put it out there, right? Because inevitably, of course, these conversations that I have, or the perspectives that I'm sharing, whether they're my own or my guest's, I mean first of all, I don't I don't agree with everything I say <laughs> for the for my whole life. I don't agree with everything they say. And I don't expect any of you to either. You know, I've always sort of done this thing where I would read books from written by people or from perspectives I didn't totally agree with, but simply as a way to further further establish what was true for me and you know, what I felt was the most objective truth I could get to. And, you know, finding that answer is both a process in exploring ourselves deeply, right? We can't understand where we bring subjectivity to a thing if we don't know who we are. But then also, if we don't understand the world, if we don't understand other cultures, if we don't understand the ways in which our ancestors lived back to when we were hunter gatherers then we can't assess whatsoever you know what's a con- what is a construction and what isn't and again it's i i encourage all of you to and we can do this together <laughs> because you know oftentimes in the pursuit of truth you forget that what you're trying to do is something other than find the truth or the answer or the solution. You know, I say in the intro, it's about asking the right questions. It's not about the answers necessarily. I think the second we try to really answer things for certain is when we become blind. It's when we lose our autonomy and our discretion, and the right to change our mind. Whether that's changing it ourselves, whether that's being influenced by an event or a person that makes us change it. So I'm trying to um, <laughs> have some of my own medicine. I do think it's true that the lessons we try and impart to the world are the lessons that we need to learn ourselves oftentimes, or that we've, or that we are in the process of learning or have learned, right? I just think there, there's a, there's a a connection between those two things. So to take some of my own medicine, to listen to myself, to, to walk the talk, I would like to have this reintroduction, be a reintroduction of that just the pursuit of questioning, questioning ourselves, questioning the stories that we've been told, the stories we write for ourselves, the stories we write for others, understanding ourselves deeply, as deeply as possible, whether that's through therapy, through astrology, through personality tests, through being mirrored by others in relationship and in community, but then also doing our due diligence to learn about the world, to learn about where we came from, to learn about how other cultures, to learn about what other stories other cultures tell. And I think I would like to reintroduce the concept of narrative and story as well, and the importance of, of how we live our lives, because whether we're intentional about it or not, we are telling a story. And for those of you that uh, read Braiding Sweetgrass with myself and some other listeners in our book club, or whether you read it on our own, one thing that Robin Wall Kimmerer explains, I think, so profoundly and ultimately truthfully, (laughs) sometimes there's truths. Um, but no, but her version of of a truth as far as what do humans bring to the natural world is stories. We can tell tales, we can pass these tales on, you know, and and we live in a story. Our whole society is a story. And I think this becomes especially clear when you look at other cultures, right? There's such a, a prominent theme, I think, in the podcast that I'm going to be bringing you soon, which really are looking at things through cross-cultural lenses because they have other stories, right? Bo- I mean, both personally and collectively, other countries are working their way through different narratives than we are. They've inherited different stories from their ancestors than than we have, which is not to say we don't share a common ancestor, but in the past however many years... Um, Since that occurred, you know, we've all been shaped by our surroundings, by culture, by norms, by taboo, by shame, by that which we cannot say, by that which we are, you know, expected to say, forced to say, um... Which is, of course, ultimately empowering, right? If we recognize that we can take the knowledge we have about ourselves, the knowledge we have about the world, and then choose the kind of life and the kind of story we wish to tell, to me, that's the definition of freedom. But I don't think we can do that responsibly unless we're doing it intentionally. And in order to do it intentionally, again, we need to examine ourselves and the world. We need to understand where, or at least try to understand where the psyche and ourselves and our histories meet our innate, true, human, animal selves. And so I don't need to necessarily reintroduce myself, disclaim my reasons. (laughs) The whole point is to help myself and all of you to develop a stronger sense of self and discernment and intuition. And I definitely can't do that by just providing content that I know will sit well, or that I I know will not be triggering. I don't want you all to just subscribe to like what I believe or what I think is true, because I don't even know what I think is true is the problem. (laughs) constantly evolving for me. You know, I have some ideas. I've developed some conclusions, but they're all malleable. I always say I'm one of those, like, never say never kind of a person, kind of people, which is true. I've changed and evolved in so many ways in my life that it would be irresponsible for me to really say much of anything with, you know, full and total commitment. In some ways I can say that, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. Um, So that's all this is. That's what this project is about. It's ultimately about trying to help us all be who we were meant to be. Be who we want to be. My path is not going to be your path. Your path is not going to be someone else's path. Our paths will hopefully cross. They have crossed in the context of this podcast and that's amazing but we all have our unique journeys and i'm i'm grateful that all of you are orbiting around me at whatever speed or distance is comfortable and i welcome when you decide to move that or- orbit farther out closer in i'm just grateful to be a part of whatever I am a part of for you. And maybe that's because you agree with me and you find safety and community here, but maybe that's because I help you to realize this isn't your space or your community or what you agree with or believe in. Both of those are great, (laughs) truly. So thank you for allowing me to be here in whatever capacity. And by here, I mean, be in your lives in whatever way feels comfortable to you or uncomfortable. Maybe you're looking to be uncomfortable now. (laughs) I'm really happy to make you uncomfortable. And uh, thank you for being there, even though I am sitting in a room by myself, looking out into miles and miles of not much human habitation, Um, talking to myself, basically, but I know you're all out there and um, you all help me in ways maybe you know, maybe you don't know. I feel a sense of responsibility, as I mentioned before, that yes, gives me some anxiety <laughs> and some pause, but which is also extremely helpful. You know, I think all the time about, I actually spoke about this with Joe Lightfoot. We did a podcast episode a mm, year and a few months ago, probably was last winter, about community and neotribalism. And he mentioned something to me that God knows, I don't know why I never thought of it, but how one of the most important and imperative parts of of living communally is to have these mirrors that allow us to grow. If we live in isolation. We're not engaging with anybody. How can we possibly learn more about ourselves and and grow and become more aware, um, more aligned, just better people overall. And it's challenging, obviously, to have to answer to other people that are in you know, your shared space, but it's so necessary. And so even though you guys aren't here physically all the time, I feel that your presence is helpful for me in that way to really think critically about the choices that I make the guests that I bring on, the ways in which I lead this community, whatever that means. I feel you're all quite smart and aware and trustworthy and honest. And I hope all of you take up physical space in my life more so than... (laughs) Has happened. But even in your digital far away forms, you are still performing that role. So thank you for being so amazing. So thank you for being the types of people that I want to be friends with and that I want respect from because it makes me be a better person. So thank you. No matter if this is the first episode you're hearing. If you've been here since day one, thank you for being here with me on this journey. The, you know, so many people reach out to me and thank me for the community that I've started, but like it wouldn't be anything without you guys. Starting a community doesn't mean the community gets built, doesn't mean it can sustain itself. So you are all doing this with me. Um, I know I'm the one sitting in front of the microphone and talking, but. That's just one of so many vital imperative roles to a functioning, healthy community. And you're all taking up those spaces. So I appreciate it. We'll see where this goes. Um the conversations. And some of them are just going to be regular, not so shocking, taboo conversations that are coming up, which is another reason why recording this episode felt really weird. Like, what am I even preparing people for? This is just really business as usual. This is just a millennials guide. <laughs> it always has been like this. And some episodes are a little bit more uh, out there than others. So nothing's changing. Um, but for whatever reason... Something inside me decided it was appropriate to reevaluate and reestablish and reintroduce what felt like the core backbone of this project, um, which is just one for me to do something that feels real and authentic and true to me, and to help all of us reach our happiest, most aligned, authentic personality life community friendship relationship job hobby sexual position all of it thank you as always for being here I am going to play you out with a song called mind on fire which I'm sure some of you have heard it's by Aisha Badru it's definitely a song I've heard but not one that I listened to very carefully before um She has a ton of super relevant songs to, I feel like, this podcast. So you'll probably hear more of those played on the podcast in the future. Um, But we're going to start with Mind on Fire. Listen to the lyrics. I'm sure you will relate. And I will catch you next time. (laughs)
1: Tell the world how they suppress our desire See seen her now, have you seen her now?